What's good, mamas? It's me, Di. Welcome to Diverse Mama Podcast. And if you are new, welcome to you too. Glad you've joined us. Today, we have Dominique as our guest. She is a mobile doula, Lamaze childbirth educator, and a certified breastfeeding specialist located in D.C. Hey, Dominique. Hey, Di. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Good, good. So I know you have about two kids and one on the way. Where are they at? They're not making no noise or nothing. (laughs) Girl, I have them upstairs with their dad watching the movie. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Same here. So how many weeks are you? I'm 20 weeks. Okay, look, halfway there. (laughs) Halfway there. Oh, that's nice. So have you had um, any you know, experience, like good or bad experiences with your, um, with your birth, your, with your previous kids, have you had any troubles or has it been a smooth birthing experience for you? So for both of my pregnancy, well, now all three of my pregnancies, they've been really easy and my births were uneventful, but I did have, um, three miscarriages. I actually, miscarried before each child. So before my first, before my second, and before this pregnancy. And the funny thing is, I feel like I woke up and I'm 20 weeks pregnant because for a while I was just acting like I wasn't pregnant until I got out of my first trimester Mm. because the last miscarriage was actually at 10 weeks. And I had just started telling people because I felt like I was close enough out of the first trimester where I was safe. Right. And then I had that loss. I think it hit me harder than, than the, than the first two. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that experience. Um, I was in your boat too, where I'm like, okay, when I had one, my first miscarriage, I was like, okay, if I get pregnant again, I'm not saying anything. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell people when I give birth, you know, I was Mm -hmm. one of those, but, um, you know, they say, I think it's the safe time to start talking is when you're in your second trimester. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely, you know, I feel you there. I feel you there. Yeah. So it's funny. I started telling people, um, well, I told my, my parents and my sisters before I told, you know, my other family and my friends, and they kept asking me if I was going to tell my daughters Mm. because I was showing and I'm like, no, you know, they're young. They were three and one at the time. I'm like, they're young. I don't want to have to explain a loss. Yeah. So I just waited, you know, yeah. and, and then when I started telling people, it was kind of like, <laughs> of course you're pregnant. Like, cause we can it's going, see. It's going. yeah, I was showing. Yeah. I was showing for sure. Yeah. Uh, so how old are you two? Uh, you have two girls. Yeah. I have two girls, Audra. She just turned four in November and Aubrey. She turned two in October. Wow. So we have kids close in age. My son just turned four in November. Okay. And my second will be turning two in January, right when I'm having my other baby. So exactly two years apart, but yeah, that's amazing. Like I was trying to have a girl. It wasn't happening for me. I was trying to have a boy. It's funny because I just knew that this one was going to be a boy. And I was like, I think I want to do a gender reveal. And then when I was going to my appointment, you know, I was talking to my partner and he was like, do you want to know? I was like, yeah, I'll find out. So when they asked me, they called and said, you know, your blood work is back. Do you want to know? I was like, tell me. They were like, it's a girl. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and this is the one you're pregnant with now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So okay. three girls. You know, I was learning that um, the men are the one who carry the gender. Like mm-hmm. they, I think they spit out the the, the Y chromosome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, damn, like we can't do nothing over yeah. here. We gotta catch it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So, wow, you do a lot of different things. You're a doula. So, can you explain what a doula is for the listeners? Yeah. A doula is kind of like a birth coach. So, we assist families with carrying out their birthing goals, whether that be um, wanting an unmedicated natural birth or a home birth or a planned cesarean. We support them through that process. Um, typically, we meet with the families sometime in the second trimester and offer um, just information and explaining what to expect during the childbirth experience and immediate postpartum. We provide them emotional support. And then during the actual um, labor and birth, where they are by their side, um, providing physical comfort. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we also can help with, you know, breastfeeding initiation um, immediately postpartum in the hospital. And we tend to have one postpartum visit afterwards, but it's not, um, it's not the same as like a postpartum doula. We just typically just check in with them to see how they process their birth, whether or not they have any questions, how they're coping, making sure that they're, you know, mentally okay and that they have the supports that they need. Yeah. Um, I think some of us, uh, we're, we're lacking in that area with the support, um, especially let's say with men, some men don't know how to um, nurture their woman. So it's kind of like, then that's when the postpartum kind of starts to, to happen. I, I just, what my opinion, I think is, mm-hmm. um, so that's good that, you know, doulas and your, you know, you as a doula offer that support. Um, so you also are a Lamaze childbirth educator. Can you explain that as well? Yeah. I wanted to go back to the doula piece though, because I okay. am a birth doula and okay. I'm also a postpartum doula and you hit it on the nail. Um, As a postpartum doula, I'm there to nurture the mom so she can nurture her baby. Um, And a lot of times, you know, as women, we're we're taught to kind of like carry all of the responsibility and all of the weight. And we feel like, you know, because our moms and our grandmoms, they did this, they didn't have a lot of help, or maybe they didn't have a lot of hope. um, We can do this, but we fail to realize sometimes that it's the experience for the partner as well. Mm -hmm. And if you have some extra support, some extra hands, it just makes the experience more enjoyable for the whole family unit. Um, And especially, you know, for us moms who have multiple kids, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely hiring me a postpartum (laughs) doula after this. I didn't have a postpartum doula for my first um, births. I did have a birth doula, but I didn't have that postpartum support. And I'm, I was a little resentful because I didn't have all of the support that I needed. I was tired. I was trying to breastfeed. I was in pain, you know, and I know having two toddlers, I'm going to need some extra hands around the house. So I'm definitely going to hire me. um, Postpartum doula. Look, we're in the same boat. I'm trying to figure out how in the world I'm about to do the same thing. Like, what am (laughs) I going to do? Um, but yeah, that's great that you offer the postpartum um, experience because um, there's some doulas that just surface just that. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing both because that's the total package. So total that's package. amazing. That's amazing. Now, the Lamaze Childbirth Educator, I remember I was in a Lamaze class and mm-hmm. that's where they taught me like how to 
breathe during um, contractions. So is that what you do with that? Um, yes. So I'm a Lamaze trained childbirth educator. And in addition to breathing being one way of coping and managing your pain during labor, we also teach families the importance of moving around and stand up and allowing gravity to help the baby descend, okay. um, as well as the importance of that immediate skin to skin after baby is born. Um, we teach families about some of the common hospital practices that may not be best for mom and baby, um, including some of the tests that they do on the baby after the baby is born. And we educate them on what can be done while the baby is skin to skin and what can wait until after that golden hour, because breastfeeding success, success is largely contributed to um, immediate initiation after the birth. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Um, you have a lot of good, great services, girl. Look, I'm going to hire you. I can't even hire you yet, I don't think. <laughs> but I'm going to hire you one of these days. I know I'm going to get pregnant again. So I'm going to use your services for sure. You can hire me. We can make it work. So we can <laughs> talk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you're also a certified breastfeeding special specialist. So what does that entail? So there are a lot of acronyms when you talk about breastfeeding support. A certified breastfeeding specialist is um, the equivalent to a certified lactation counselor. And I help families with the normal lactation process and initiation. So I can help with positioning and latch and making sure that the baby is transferring milk. Um, I could do weighted feeds to see whether or not the baby had you know, gained any um, weight after the feed. Um, what I'm not able to do is assist with complicated issues. So um, say if the infant has like a cleft palate or the mom has some breast abnormalities, I, I would refer out to um, an international board certified um, lactation counselor at IBCLC. Okay. Okay. But you, so it's kind of like you help with women, uh, with just basic updating uh, yep. concerns. So mm -hmm. like said, how to latch, how to get the baby to drink the milk. And, but if there's any issues, you're like, okay, you I'll send you to someone who can help you uh, with that part of it. Just like the issue, like the infections, I, I believe. Yeah. So like, if there are any medical issues that a lot of times breastfeeding um, complications are the result of poor latch and positioning. Mm -hmm. If if the lack of success is contributed to anything outside of that, like a medical issue, right. I would refer out. Okay. Now, I can help moms deal with their sore nipples and, you know, treat those types of injuries that often happen immediately after birth. But right. anything more complicated, I will refer out. Okay, well, that's great. Um, for the ones who are listening, when you are breastfeeding, it's not always prone to you're going to have all these different complications um, that she mentioned, if everything goes successfully, um, it's normally a smooth process. You mm -hmm. just have to kind of get it right, you know, get it right the first time and hire Dominique because she'll get you there. Mm -hmm. So I understand that during the pandemic, you actually weren't even doing this type of job. Um, and what happened with that? Can you explain? Yeah. So I had became a uh, birth doula um, after I birthed my second child, who is now two. 
but I was working full time um, in education for a nonprofit and I hadn't began practicing as a birth doula. But during the pandemic, I just got this feeling that I needed to do something different. And I started meeting with a um, business coach and was making plans to launch my business. But I was so scared to branch out because I had been with this job for 13 years. And it was like that type of job that people would say, girl, you better not leave that good job. It was great benefits. It was great salary. And um, I was comfortable, but they actually had a lot of layoffs and they laid me off. It's okay. You know, people were like, I'm going to girl, I'm going to pray and make sure I'm going to pray and ask God to, you know, keep you safe. So you're not laid off. And I would tell people, no, (laughs) don't, don't don't pray for that. Pray that God blesses me with, um, what he wants me to be doing. Right. So that's great to say that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It, his will of whatever it is that he wants you to do. Yeah. And I took that as confirmation that I'm doing the right type of work, um, mainly because even though the job was so great, I wasn't really happy. I wasn't fulfilled. But doing this work, um, it's kind of I feel like I came full circle because I had studied to become a. I wanted to be a pediatrician in undergrad and I got my um, undergrad in pre-medicine and I actually interned at a hospital in London in a maternity ward. So I feel like 13 years later, I've come full circle to do yeah. work. That's, yeah, that's meaning and fulfilling to me. Wow, that's that sounds kind of like my story. I've started, you know, doing things in the beginning and then I drifted off to, okay, now, you know, I have a master's in finance and I do a lot of financial work and, and help people with business. But then I still circle back around to um, helping parents. Um, uh, like, for example, I'm really good with helping parents educate their children um because a lot of parents they they think okay i'm gonna give my child okay we're gonna watch mickey mouse at the age of six months old and i'm like no only thing they should be learning is education only because that's you know kids learn so much when they're young Mm -hmm. give them mickey mouse later so i Mm -hmm. do a lot of coaching for that and i just kind of circled back around to being a mom and helping moms is why i even started this podcast so that's amazing that you said that, um, you know, let's going to do the will of what God wants us to do. Yeah, I'm going to have to connect with you because I'm um, homeschooling my girls just because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm reading books and trying to figure out, you know, the best strategies to make sure that they're retaining what I'm teaching them, right. um, but also keeping them engaged and encouraged. And, you know, they're at different stages too. So trying to like, okay, Aubrey, you know, sit still, don't sit on top of the puzzle. (laughs) Let your sister do the puzzle. (laughs) So, you know, I'm going to connect with you because I could use some guidance around homeschooling and just making sure that I'm doing the right things. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I've been homeschooled when I was young for about three, four years. So I have my own personal experience. And then I, I homeschool my kids now, all of my kids, I have three kids here and they're homeschooled right now, really because of the pandemic, but I, I think I want to keep it that way, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That's my plan too, to kind of keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see though. Um, so that's great. So, um, I understand that you becoming a mother and everything inspired you to start your business. So can you tell everyone who, um, where they could find you and what's the name of your business? 
Yeah. So when I had talked about wanting an unmedicated hospital birth, everyone thought I was crazy, right? Like my family was like, girl, it's going to be so painful. It's going to be so this. And I heard all of their birth stories, but I just felt like it could be different because I was reading about doulas and I was reading about natural birth. And my doula allowed me to have such an amazing experience for both births that I wanted to be able to offer that to other women who Mm -hmm. look like me, who may not think that it's possible. So I launched my business. It is called MAMA, M-A-M-A. And that's an acronym for Moms Advocate and Maternal Advisor. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Mama Birth Services. And again, we offer childbirth classes, doula services, and lactation counseling. Perfect. The total pack. I just love total package type of businesses because, mm-hmm. you know, I since we're we are moms of like multiple kids, I don't have time to go to this place, that place, call this. Listen, I just want to mm-hmm. be one stop shop. And we're mm-hmm. done. So that is amazing. Um, how do you take payment? Do you take insurance or is it just out of pocket? I don't take any insurance. It is out of pocket. Um, there is some legislation going through to try to get doulas um, covered. Um, lactation um, support is covered, but I don't accept insurance right now. You know, I'm just kind of getting started. We just hit one year on November 5th. I'm super excited about that, but I, I do hope to, you know, get to um, the place where I can accept insurance in the future. But right now it's just um, payment accepted through electronic payment. Right. I do believe um, when it comes to that type of business, I think if you hire um, like a like a midwife or a doctor who actually is able to take prescriptions and stuff, you probably could get insurance paid for um, that way, except mm-hmm. that way too. Mm-hmm. So that would be great. Um, so okay. I can't wait to see your growth. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> so be sure to download Diverse Mama podcast on wherever you listen, such as Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. Join our FB page, Diverse Mama Podcast Support Group, which is a place for us to vent about mommy issues, relationship problems, or anything regarding being a woman. It is a safe space for us to seek advice from others who have experienced what you may be going through. Don't forget to share to help the community. And thanks for listening, Diverse Mamas. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me, Di. You're welcome.